0: Father, who in
1: heaven, me, name. Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind, or those searching for a better way to live. Rich and Susan Kallenberg found freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago in the series the temple of the mind they examine the beatitudes the lord's prayer and other bible passages to show how god uses his holy word in the events and trials of life to prepare hearts and minds to be the temple of his holy spirit take every thought captive now on freedom to choose
0: Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg.
2: And my name is Susan Collenberg.
0: And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose, program number 13 in the series, The Temple of the Mind. And this one is entitled, Who Shall Be Called the Least in the Kingdom of Heaven? And I was just looking across the station at my beautiful wife I am so blessed to have a wonderful wife and she's looking around like <laughs> is somebody giving this guy money or something no <laughs> oh, it just struck me that she just she's got such a beautiful smile and Aww. and it's uh it's just nice to be here and be able to talk about uh about God and how he wants to heal our mind and and uh you know what we're put here on this planet for and that is to spread blessings and and to be god's little lights on this planet
2: and 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 what a blessing it is to participate in that um i know we talked about it earlier before we came up i don't know if you want to talk about the the cycle or not just to be able to be a part of a small part of the um, god's overall plan to reconcile humanity back to him yeah. And I think that um, in order to be a member of the family, that whatever part we can play, God desires us to play because then we have skin in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ex- I guess that, is that the right it, way to You know it?
0: what? It's a metaphor. Yeah. Right. No, and, and, and you're so, it's so true. Uh, a very wise man once told me everything connects. Mm. And... That being said, with our connections, they can either be good connections or bad connections in regard to what we are promoting on this planet. Are we promoting uh, peace and the fruits of the Spirit, gentleness, kindness, all Mm -hmm. those wonderful fruits, forgiveness? Or are we promoting, in other words, are our connections infusing into our communities the opposite?
2: Right, and so then it's, it kind of goes back to, are um, our, our connections, are our, our behaviors and attitudes and our influence on other people, are we truly communicating God's character of love and mercy, or do we, um, are, do we have an imposter that we represent? Right, right? I, I
0: got a newsflash. We can call ourselves Christian, but if we act out in selfish ways, I know I had a metaphor that, you know, you can be a, a Giants fan— with a Dodger uniform on, and I guarantee you, if the Giants win with a walk-off homer in the bottom of the ninth, you're jumping out of your skin whether you got the Dodger uniform on or not, and everybody will see what's really in your heart. And it's the same thing with the Christian. It's a uniform. We mm-hmm. call ourselves Christian, but what's in the heart? Right. Is it selfishness? Or is it a true motive of service to make the world a better place through God's principles? And
2: you know what? The longer that I belong to um, as a child of God, hopefully that I am, the more I see that it's, um, it's not so much about um, having expectations on other people's behavior and other people's buy-in and other people's understanding as it is to to take up that part to play your own part exactly to take up that part and to allow the holy spirit to do what he's going to do but to be on that team mm-hmm. that truly represents god and and god's desire to to win hearts and minds to to where he is as opposed to having people you know jump through hoops in order to to and i think that so i think that's what we're going to talk about today
0: yeah, can we pray? Let's pray yes. before we get going.
2: Yes, uh, loving Father in heaven, we are thankful to participate in this grand scheme of life and um, on this planet, and we just pray that now you will send your spirit to be with us and to guide our thoughts and our um, our voices, and that um, we can be a blessing for people who are listening. And um, we're just thankful to be a part of it, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you. Uh, yet we, And, of course, the title for this series, The Temple of the Mind, we are the dwelling place of God. And we've said it in programs before that it it's very important we understand that God will not force His way into our hearts where He's not welcome. Uh, 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are God's temple? Now, remember, as we talk about God's temple in this series, remember apply what the bible says about the temple that you are god's temple so 1 corinthians 3:16 says do you not know that you are god's temple and god's spirit dwells in you now our nature runs on fear it, it, you know and we can deny that but i'm sorry that's our nature we inherited it from adam adam why are you hiding from me in the garden i was afraid and i hid myself we, you know, and so we're afraid of being caught, afraid of being exposed, afraid of afraid of not measuring up, afraid of what others might not say, might say about us. And with all this fear, we act out in very similar ways.
2: Right, and so I I just want to interject a thought before you go on. It's God is not the one that caused the fear in us. No, God doesn't desire us to run from Him in fear. Or to be afraid of him as we approach him, it was Adam's consequence of making a choice for selfishness as opposed Precisely. for others. He
0: broke trust with God. He right. got he went selfish and says, there's a better way than God or you know there's more out there than what God has to offer. Right. you know and so this is not this healing of the mind, this cleansing of the heart is not the a
2: cleansing new, of the temple. It's a
0: cleansing of right. it's not a new concept. We have, don't we have something in Malachi?
2: Yes, um, let's see, where are we at? Okay, that's down a little bit further. You see it? Right here. Okay, um, Malachi, okay. So uh, that's the whole reason of why we're going through the teachings of Jesus. So Malachi says, "'Behold, I will send my messenger, "'and he shall prepare the way before me, "'and the Lord whom you seek "'shall, shall, shall suddenly come to his temple.'" even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in behold he is he shall come saying the lord of hosts but who may abide in the day of his coming and who shall stand when he appears
0: okay so we're in malachi and she has just read where the lord will come to his temple now i'm going to continue for he is like a refiner's fire and like a fuller soap, and he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Now that is Malachi chapter three, verses one through th- one through three. And he's talking about the, the Levites here and purifying them. And he's coming to his temple. and what was his temple again, Susan?:
2: At the temple is the temple of the mind. Okay. So this requires just a whole um, a total different um, way of thinking, a rebirth, and a desire to do what's right. So I like I said, I think sometimes um, we get caught up in so much that we forget the small stuff that God desires of us. And, and he doesn't desire us out of pen, us to do this out of penalty or force or um, you have to or else you can't belong. It's, it's for our own health of mind and Precisely. Heart. And it's for the health of the people that we interact with, right? Because I know when I was an addict and I was out on the streets, um, I, I did for myself... And harmed others. Mm-hmm. And God is saying, God came and basically, as I can look back and now um reevaluate things, I can say that um that God is saying, You're not only are you hurting yourself, but you're hurting people that you come in contact with. And my desire is for you to be healed first. And therefore, you can go and help others to be healed.
0: Precisely. And everything connects. You know, it's kind of the theme of our deal here. So I just, as you were talking, I got reminded of something. Um, I wrote down here physical and I wrote down spiritual. Now, Mm -hmm. when you were in your addiction, were you taking good things into your body physically? No. 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 Okay, and so your body, what happened to your body?
2: My body degraded. Um, you know, I lost weight. I mean, is that what yes, you're asking? Exactly. Okay, so I lost weight. My hair was falling out. My teeth were falling out. Um, I was slowly committing suicide in a way.
0: Precisely. So I've got this, you know, if we were here and we weren't on the air, I would be writing down what, you a know, list. Your, a list mm-hmm. of your physical. Now, question is, is Jesus... Does Jesus want to heal us physically and spiritually? And if he does, let me ask you this question. In your addiction, were you taking things into your mind that were spiritually good? No. No. So not only physically were you harming yourself, but spiritually you right. were harming spiritually,
2: yourself. Spiritually, emotionally, in any, any way that you can think of was corrupted.
0: Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So now... Now you're converted, mm-hmm. we're taught to treat our bodies better, but we're also tr- taught now to treat our spiritual uh, being better, right? Correct. To take in the... Take the, care the...
2: of that temple. Right. Because so... the dwelling of the Holy Spirit is in that Precisely. temple. Precisely. The temple of our minds and hearts.
0: Exactly. So we have these this parallel going on with... Sp- sp- physical, and spiritual. Now, if Jesus wants to heal you physically by you getting a good diet, good water, good exercise, do you suppose he wants to heal you spiritually? Because this is the context for when Jesus says, whosoever shall break one of the least of these commandments and teach men to do so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Basically, he what he's saying is if you're teaching someone to be unhealthy,
2: because mm, mm-hmm.
0: the the commandments are simply: don't be an addict. Right. Don't take. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's all they are. Don't, don't
2: harm yourself. Don't, don't harm, harm others.
0: others. Right. Don't take right. their stuff. Don't take their wife. Don't take. Don't take. Don't, don't take. Don't take
2: their reputation. Right. Because worship that, God because He's the only one that that um that you're able to worship because when you worship you only can attain to the level that you worship. A, right. Exactly. Yeah. So if we're worshiping you know, athletes or something like that, we're never going to obtain to the level that God desires us to be.
0: Right. So that's a context. In other words, Jesus is giving us some guidelines to be healthy.
2: Right. So in James chapter 2, verse 10, it says, he who willfully breaks one commandment does not in spirit and truth keep any of them. Whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all.
0: Okay, so why did James say that? Well,
2: you know what, it, and, and when you read that, you you read that scripture as a scripture out of context with everything else, it's like, I have no hope. Yeah,
0: exactly, until you look at this through a healing model. right? Either you're going to be selfish or you're not going to be selfish. If we're keeping the rules...
2: To keep and rules. not worried
0: about whether we're spiritually healthy, just keeping the rules, yeah, it is very, very miserable, right? Well,
2: and if we're just keeping the rules to keep the rules, we could end up just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees in Jesus' time.
0: Precisely.
2: Making sure that Jesus was crucified and taken down from the cross so that they could go home and observe So they could go
0: ahead and go home and worship the God they just nailed to the cross.
2: Keep keep more rules,
0: precisely.
2: Make sure they didn't break Break that. The rules, not
0: understanding, are we being selfish or not? And when I look at when I look at things in that frame of mind, it's kind of a a whole lot simpler. I want to say to take inventory Mm -hmm. when I when I do something wrong and Mm -hmm. go, well, I was being selfish in that instance. But praise the Lord. Thank you for Romans eight that there is no condemnation for someone who is doing the very best they can to keep that selfish nature in check with, by letting Jesus into their heart. Right, you know, because he he will transform us. Right, but he, it has it, to be a cooperative it, it's cooperative effort. effort. It's only for our best good.
2: Right. Right, because when the heart is split between God and the world, there is actually a denial of God, a rebellion against his laws. When we throw the Ten Commandments out and set up a standard of duty for ourselves, the results will variably be standards to suit different minds. Right, Anybody will do whatever they want to do. The will of man should be would be made supreme, and the high and holy will of God would be tossed out.
0: Right, and it's, we have to keep in the frame of mind that there's not a commandment of the law that's not for the good and the happiness of all human beings, both in this life and in the life to come. In obedience to God's law, true obedience, man is surrounded with, a, as, it's like a hedge of protection. In other words, will I be spiritually healthy uh, when, you know, if I'm not coveting my neighbor's wife, if I'm not taking from him, if, I'm not, if I don't hang anger against him, I can become more spiritually healthy just by, by allowing those words of Jesus, because there's power in the one who spoke those words, mm-hmm. of, of la- allowing assimilating Jesus and mm-hmm. his character and allowing him into my life and understanding that I'm only doing damage to myself when I act out selfish.
2: Right. I, well,
0: I'm damaged I'm harming other people. Right. But I'm doing great damage to myself.
2: Right. Because the thing is, is that um, the law was necessary because of the state of man. Right. And so it, it's, it's it's the same thing with traffic laws. If everybody allowed people and they were, if everybody was gracious and put everybody in front of them, then you wouldn't need stop signs.
0: You know, I always go back to. <laughs> I always go back to w- when you go in the church. There's not a sign on the back of the pew that says "Do not stick gum on the back of the pew." Why? Because nobody's sticking. Hopefully, hopefully nobody's right. sticking gum on the back of the pew. Right. What happens when there's gum stuck all over the back of the pew? Now we need a sign right. telling us not to stick gum on the back of the pew. Right. right? This is what has happened, man. After he fell, that carnal nature, in order to protect itself, became a taking nature. Right. And God said, God had to give us that Ten Commandments. That said, don't, don't put s- gum
2: on the pretty pew. Pretty much, right?
0: yeah. And it's pretty much that. It's just to—and, you know, we talked about it in a program before, and I don't know if I've got it in my notes here for today, but basically the law is an MRI, mm. is what mm-hmm. it is. it is. It's like an X-ray machine. It's going to tell you what's wrong with you. But it is not going to fix you. Right. And that's where the problem comes. People think that there's healing virtue in keeping the law. Mm -hmm. No, it's going to tell you what's wrong. It sends you to Jesus. Right. That's what the MRI sends you to the doctor. The law sends you to Jesus. Right.
2: And I think there's that ditch you can get in. But there's also the other ditch that says, why do I need the law? I should be able to live and to to do what I want to do. And not be governed by that, but in reality, that's a painful way to live. It is. We and, both live that and, way. And exactly. Uh, addiction really um, demonstrates you know, that selfish nature and, mm-hmm. and the harm to self and others. So. Yeah,
0: and there is no healing virtue in, in, in the law. Uh, and the person that stays, a, does not use the law as a guideline, does not use the law to send them to Christ— uh, basically is breaching trust with the rest of their humanity right you know if, if I if I don't if I well I used to the you're gonna yeah you're smiling. No, it's you know okay. what I'm gonna do yeah. you know, if I breach trust with my marriage it does damage to me and it does it does damage to my wife and it does damage to the marriage in other words if I stop at a strip bar if I if I go out and I and I breach trust with my wife well sin selfishness is a breach of trust mm-hmm. with our other human beings and with God. It's mm-hmm. all it is. It's a breach right. of trust. Right. And then we can't look at people in the eye and all that kind of stuff.
2: Right. And it's, and it, in the beginning, it was our our first parents, Adam and Eve, and they opened the floodgates of woe upon the world because when they chose to be selfish— it, not only, it all not only destroyed Adam, but it destroyed Eve and everybody that came in contact with, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So sin is this, it's like a cancer. Mm-hmm. It's like a communicable disease that yeah. spreads. So if, if I yeah. have a bad day, that that can influence your day and everybody else I come in contact with. And I think that, that God is trying to, to demonstrate that if, if we follow down that path, we're all going to reap a similar result. The love of God underpins every precept of his law, and anyone who departs from that law of love is going to um, work their own unhappiness and ruin.
0: It's it's simply an unhealthy path. That's all the Bible is saying. It's simply an unhealthy path. So then Jesus said something else, which is um, an interesting text, Matthew 5.20. Accept your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter the kingdom of heaven. You know, why? Because the Pharisees' righteousness was based on keeping rules. Right. Not based on a heart change. Right. Could they see their own selfishness? Too busy keeping rules, trying to be good little boys and girls, and stay out of trouble, and it became a very self centered religion but when we are when we let Jesus in and we be and we start you know i think we you wanted to talk about the the cycle of beneficence and this 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 the, the circulatory, circulatory system, system of yes the,
2: of of love
0: yes and this is very important and we we've got a little time left i think we should go into it is you want Everything in this on this planet that is has connected. To, is connected and it has to do with life It cycles. You want to kill an animal, you break the circular you cut the 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 throat of the animal and it breaks the circulation. You want to shut a light switch off, you go and you close the circuit. Mm-hmm. You want to crash an economy, you take money out of circulation or you
2: put more money in that's not worth it.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> and, you know, and so the trees they give us CO, they give us oxygen. oxygen. We breathe out CO two. They take that. It's a cycle. the 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 ocean, uh, it, the water evaporates out of the ocean into the clouds, goes over to the to the to the mountains, and it rains. It goes into the rivers, back to the ocean. It's a cycle. Everything is a cycle. When we give, we complete the cycle. When we take. We break the circuit, and so God has given these, these these guidelines to show us when we're out of harmony with Him, and that should send us back to Him, and right. say, "Jesus, back I am to the out physician. of precisely." Yes. That's what the law is designed for. It's not designed to keep as rules. It's designed to see whether or not we're in harmony with this cycle of beneficence. Right. We need the guidelines, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing when we're looking at at being healed rather than keeping rules. If we're looking at being healed, God, I don't want to be selfish, but you know what? I am. I, I, mm. I, I, I've been coveting my neighbor's car. I'm doing damage to myself. It's not healthy or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, and so I need to go to Jesus and I need to tell him about this and I need to let him into this dark little corner of my mind. Right.
2: And yeah. I and I think as we um, move further and further away from the Garden of Eden, especially in these times that we're living with, um, we can really see how um, it seems like all everything's blowing apart, and so God is desiring that our connection to him be stronger and stronger yes. so we can clean up the mess that's in our hearts and we can be blessings to people we come in contact with whatever that blessing may be
0: if we let him in
2: exactly if we're able to clear out the junk in our own minds and hearts then we can become a channel of a blessing to other
0: people and that's the, that's, that's the that's purifi- cycle that's the cycle and that's that purification that malachi talking about that we started off we are kingdoms and priests. We are a kingdom of priests. We are the Levites that are in that text. Right. And he wants to purify us. And it's through trials, and it's, you know, that's how those things are exposed— is you know, you go through a tough time and you realize, boy, I was really selfish today. It was a little bit of pressure. You see it in me all the time. Oh. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. You know, and I'm glad that we're almost done with the program, so we don't have to go into that because we, we don't have much time left. But Susan <laughs> sees it every day. I, I I act out in some of the most selfish I, ways. Yeah, but, but I think
2: we all can. We
0: all can. Right. But the beauty of it is I'm in the process of being healed. Yes. And so that law that, that I that I break daily sends me to Jesus, right. and lo and behold, I get better and better, and I don't even notice it. I hope you notice something. Yes. Okay, so good thing. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're off the rails here, So and we're going to have to go here. So remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life one is like nothing is a miracle the others like everything is a miracle and you have the freedom to choose Our father,
1: for listening to the temple of the mind on freedom to choose there is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems unhealthy relationships or even imprisoned by some form of addiction rich and susan kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work they've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they're supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening and remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.